Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. Hi, and welcome to Let's Make a Deal, this edition of NBA Players. Welcome to our contestant, Nicholas Mock. How's it going, Nick? Good. I'm so excited to be here. Woohoo! Well, we're happy to give you something here, but we have one question you need to answer. There is one player behind each of the three doors in front of you, and your the question is, which one of these players, one, two, or three, has made a three-pointer thus far? Oh, man. Which door are you thinking about? Number two! Number two! I don't want to get zoinked, so I'm going to go with, the crowd said two, I'll go with two! Two, okay, interesting, okay, listening to the crowd. Well, in my pocket, I have a number one first pick in the first round. Would you be willing to take this pick in exchange for the what's behind door number two? No, no, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it, Ooh, locked in. bold move. Now let me just remind you, there could be a zoink behind there. I'll stay. I'll go for two. Staying. Okay, here we go. Door number two. Well, let's just see what you missed out on first. Behind door number one. What do we have behind door number one? It's Steven Adams. Ah! Steven Adams has made a three. Incredible. Man, you should have picked door number one. That would have been an easy one. All right, let's see what's behind door number three. Boban Maravonich. Oh, man, he also made a three. Ooh, yeah. All right. Are you sure? I'm Okay, here's what I have. I will give you Kevin Love and a first-round pick. Deal. Let's do it. I don't want to get Deal. zoinked. Okay. Well, so here's what you could have had behind door number two. Ben Simmons. He also made a three. Man, I dodged a zoink on that one. <laughs> but he made one. What are you talking about? All three of these players made one. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but that's going to be. Are we in? That's going to be Ben Simmons one three. So that's true. He he proved it to us in training camp that he was able to do one. And that's true. But in all, in all seriousness, I would not have think I would have not have thunk that Ben Simmons would join the lofty ranks of making a three with Boban Maravanish and Stephen Adams. What? Yeah, craziness. <laughs> that, that was ridiculous. But anyway, welcome to Cardboard Box Seats. My name's Gabe. I'm Nick, and we're your hosts. And we got quite an interesting show for you today. So I'm actually battling black plague slash flu-like symptoms. So I'm going to be talking a whole lot less. Needless to say, Nick is going to be taking a lot of the the brunt of the talking here. So I hope his smooth lullabying vocal cords can put you in the right mood. I can go grab my trumpet. No, no, that's, that's a wrong mood. Oh. We are not going for that mood. Okay. Sweet. So we got our, our regular topic of staying relevant. And um, then from there, we'll talk a little bit about preseason, kind of what's going on there. And then teams we haven't talked about. We got some bottom of the barrel teams, meaning that I don't think they're going to, they're lottery bound. Let's put it that way. Ooh. Definitely lottery bound. Ooh. 
I mean, you, you see the list. You're right. <laughs> of course I'm right. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, though. Go ahead, hurt my feelings. No, not you, just any oh, Suns, oh. Timberwolves, or Knicks fans out there. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, sorry. Big yikes. So let's start off with what everyone's talking about, NBA versus China. This is a big yikes. Big so one. we're just going to give you the facts, what we know so far. Um, if you want our personal opinions, too bad. We're unbiased here right now. We are unbiased. So, Nick, tell us how we got here. How? How? What started all this? How did the NBA fight China or what started it all? So we kind of got to back up just a little bit. So there's kind of been some stuff going on between Hong Kong and China. Hong Kong's trying to remain independent within the next couple of years versus China. Um, that's just a little brief history on that. Um, and the Rockets GM tweeted out support for Hong Kong instead of China. And that started the flame that has now turned into a roaring fire. Right. It's it's hard to contain social media. We'll, we'll say that. And because the NBA has such a strong presence over there in China and a lot of other countries, but specifically China, it caught on like wildfire. And that's exactly exactly what you said. So yeah, Daryl Morey, he sent out the tweet, hashtag free Hong Kong. Would anyone have thought this would explode like it has? I wouldn't have. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely said worse things on his Twitter and so have other players, but why this causes an international trade dilemma. Um, we'll see where we go from here. So that's how it started. And then moving forward, there was a lot of things that happened over in China. Events were canceled, such as like charity days brought to you by NBA Cares. Um, some banners were taken down for their big games. Um, and even the players and coaches ended up being limited for their interviews, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting. I didn't think that the NBA would pull that move, but I guess it makes kind of sense. Yeah, when you're in a lot of trouble already or in trouble already, they, I guess, want to limit what, what can be said so that way they can't dig a deeper hole. Exactly. Um, and then finally, I don't, I, I, I can't confirm that this is true, but a lot of people were saying that on China's national television, instead of broadcasting the Nets versus Lakers game, they were showing some other sport. And I thought that was incredibly interesting. Wow. But it provoked like a kind of like a, a ticking time bomb, for lack of better words, between Adam Silver and China, essentially. And yeah, somehow Adam Silver managed, none of the players got hurt. All the games continued on. None of the actual games got canceled. Just kind of like the publicity around surrounding it did, though. Adam had to fly out there, um, and he met with Yao Ming, mm -hmm. and they kind of talked things over in the China Chinese Basketball Association and everything like that to yeah. help smooth things over. Which was a good call. Um, I definitely think that he should have done this. I think the the hole that unfortunately Daryl Morey dug for himself was that he was supporting his free speech right, although China doesn't necessarily have the same restrictions as the United States does. And Adam Silver, he he ended up backing up Daryl Morey saying like, listen, I mean, we support his right for free speech. That's that's our laws in our country. Um, but when you're looking at two different countries, two different two different sets of rules, things can get a little tense. Yeah. To say the least. But Adam handled it well. I mean he's a great commissioner, so mm -hmm. it was interesting. I saw an article titled something along the lines of finally we can start talking about Adam like he isn't our pal and he's just the the money hungry commissioner like he is <laughs> because I mean he's he said before that he's revenue focused. Um, and all of his actions have been revenue focused. Yeah, I mean, there's other things on his plate, but 
generally he wants more televised games he wants better crowds and stuff like that but anyway among other things some contracts were revoked or changed but when all said and done the show must go on that's all we're gonna say about that for now yep for now we'll do what are the odds for nick to get give his opinion but maybe another time (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about preseason madness yeah so preseason just recently started so a lot of fun games have been happening since that They've played games in the U.S. They played a couple in China just against different different teams versus each other and then different teams versus international teams. So it's pretty cool to see all that. But some, some craziness stuff has happened already. Like, already. Like we talked about the three threes by Adam Simmons and Boban. Boban. Boban, dude. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, craziness. And then another shocker, Porzingis. I mean... Big three from the logo. From the logo. Yeah, I thought that was pretty wild because I, I I told them about I told someone about that. He's like, oh yeah, he shot threes before. It's like, yeah, okay, he has shot threes before, but this was a three from the logo. Right. Are you not watching the same European basketball star that I am? Yeah, and it goes back to like what we talked about before. Like those forwards are moving towards more of like shooting threes and not as big and bulky as they used to be. Because I mean, at the end of the day, he's like all limbs pretty much i mean tall guy oh yeah not, not i mean bulked up this off season but yeah 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 and so did a couple of other people too some people kind of shed that extra weight avery bradley comes to mind but other people also put on on muscle like Lori markin and christoph Porzingis, which kind of further i i think i've said this before i think the body type for the nba right now is more of a lanky kind of lean muscular instead of kind of that bulky almost like a David Robinson figure, like he's just jacked. But I mean, with that, it comes, someone said interesting today, and I think it kind of goes along with with what, with what you're saying about centers and power forwards, how they're moving further and further away from the basket. Someone blamed Steph Curry for essentially deleting the position of center, saying that he's made like the three to become so much more important. And if you really think about it, since his kind of, rise to fame the three has almost risen with him it's it's interesting to think about yeah if you think about like kids playing basketball now like they're shooting pretty far away and they're yelling curry while they're doing it so i mean like no yeah exactly it's not kobe anymore yeah it's not lebron because as we saw lebron miss two layups big yikes (laughs) (laughs) he was ashamed he held his head low yeah oh yeah it's the preseason preseason yeah he's still the goat yeah okay So another thing that someone that literally no one expected, Zion dunked the basketball. I know it's crazy. Like, dude, seeing him in high school and college, like you would have never thought he was able to oh dunk the gosh. ball like he does. But I mean, it's right? Craziness. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he dunked on someone. He dunked on nobody. He dunked in the warmups. Yeah, man, what a ride! <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was on Twitter watch. I was watching the the preseason matchup. I don't even remember who who was against. I just know it was the Pelicans. I wanted to see Zion's first game. And there were three things that came out of Twitter. So Lonzo hit a three, although he went one for five that night. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Lonzo Ball has the best shot ever!" Oh my gosh, whoa! Brandon Ingram had a great night, and then everyone was clamoring for him to be the most improved player. He could win that. And then Zion Williamson is going to take the Pelicans to the playoffs. And then the Western Conference Finals. And then the Finals. And then they're going to go on a Space Jam 3 Odyssey and defeat the Monstars. Guys, chill out. It's the preseason. 
Gabe, I think you're just a little upset that you didn't pick him on your fantasy basketball team. So um, I'll be honest, I did want him on my fantasy basketball team, but it also comes down to like there you can get more points in other ways. You know what I mean? He was my first pick, man. So I mean, I was pretty happy about it. He was not your first <laughs> pick, you liar. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's preseason, guys. Let's be honest. Calm down. Yeah. He's still a great player. I'm not. I'm not saying anything otherwise. I just think it's. You know, a little bit ridiculous that everyone is now clamoring for him to be the finals MVP. I mean, they're kind of really just trying to set the tone for how they think he might do um, this season. So, I mean, hopefully we see a lot of great dunks out of him. But Oh, yeah. Um, do you think he will do the dunk competition this year, the All-Star game? He said he's open to it, which is pretty bold. Ooh. So it's a, it's a bold move. I wonder if they would. I think it would be fun to see. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to see him. I, I wonder if they would um, add more people to it. So that way, like, I don't know. Like we talked about before, I mean, Vince Carter's last year, it'd be cool to see him in it one more time. Maybe like an an all-star dunk competition. Like kind of like a decade yeah. type thing? Because it would be like Vince Carter, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson. That would be interesting. That's We'll, we'll text uh, Adam. Yeah. Tell him what's up. Yeah. Speaking of trying to set the tone throughout the season, Marcus Morris Sr. said he wants to bring back the old school Knicks toughness. And in doing so, in a preseason game, he committed an offensive foul by swinging the ball and his elbows near another player's face and then bounced the ball off the guy's head. And yeah, to make make matters worse, um, he initiated a scuffle while the other player just clapped. Um, then he got in his face and both teams had to pull apart the fight. Um, can you define a scuffle for me? Is it is it similar to a tussle? I think so. Like Drake and Josh tussle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Um, he was given a flagrant two foul for that. So he was quoted saying, it's preseason. I'd be concerned if it was regular season. I wouldn't want to miss any regular season games. If it was regular season, I wouldn't have done that. My team needs me. But at the end of the day, I never want to get thrown out of game. There's a different There's different ways to go about things and set the tone. It's preseason. I'm happy it's preseason. Things happen. It escalated. Hey, good for him, man. Setting the tone. Old school Nick toughness. I mean, honestly, that's something they're going to have to work on or work with. Rather, they don't have a lot of kind of they have a they have a lot of big players on that team. So, I mean, if anything, if there's anything going for them, that would be it. Big as in only power forwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and centers. <laughs> yep, it's ridiculous. Another preseason news: Kyrie done got his face broken. So Kyrie Irving, he got elbowed in kind of like a scrimmage type thing uh, a couple weeks ago in practice. He went to the doctor. I remember specifically reading an article from someone saying um, that he thought it wasn't that big of a deal. And then the next article, and two hours later, said Kyrie Irving out with an orbital fracture. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> way to go, man. <laughs> so he wore the mask in the Lakers versus Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets game in China, and like within one minute he kind of gets and this is a scientific term he got bopped on the face and he had to unfortunately leave the game because he what later came out he got kind of a a more a more severe type fracture so i don't think i think he can still play with it i don't think he will play any more preseason games it'll be interesting so he'll have to wear a mask for a while then yeah i think yeah it's it's probably smart to do that just for more protection because there's a lot going on in the skull and i'd hate for a bone shard to impact that i don't think there's a lot going on in his skull but <laughs> golly <laughs> get wrecked boom roasted oh man <laughs> maybe he'll actually think the world is round now 
but his eyes have been opened. He's it's like one of those kind of um, cathartic, experiences. yeah, a reaction that causes a um, I don't know. He can speak German now or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's an excellent <laughs> pianist. Oh man, that'd be great. Let's see. The Lakers sent a message and became even more of a laughing stock recently. And doing so, they blew out the Warriors in a preseason game and had the audacity to post about it being a statement game. Was it though? Since it's preseason, it's not. It's not. It's it was the Warriors. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the, the starters didn't play that much from the Warriors, so D'Angelo Russell didn't have that too great of a game. But yeah, it's if you first come on, like why would you say that? You know, you already have so much social media pressure with hiring Dwight Howard and all these kind of uh, just the pressure with LeBron under a microscope, and then you have the audacity to say, yeah. What's up? It's a message. We're coming for you, NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't another team reply and be like, it's preseason yeah. at NBA? Yeah, the Bucks did that. That was funny. The Bucks. And anyway, like, why would you say that against the Warriors? Are they your number one threat? Are they your threat? Come on. You need to look right outside their window yeah. to the Clippers. Come in on an off night. Or down the hall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Nick, um, what if I were to tell you that the Boston Celtics starting five did more damage than good when compared to the bench when they were playing recent trade partner, the Charlotte Hornets. Would you believe me? I'd believe it because, I mean, I like the Hornets and I don't like the Celtics. So, well, I mean, it's crazy to think that, but yeah, I was looking at the um, kind of the plus minus the the role that each player had on the court and all the starters uh, resulted in negative points team wise for wow. the Celtics. Have some chemistry things to work at. You'd think after being together all summer that they would have it figured out, but... Well, they didn't have it figured out all summer. What are you talking about? Whew, got him. So those are the preseason headliners. I think we called this. There's going to be drama. Who will turn out to be top llama? We don't know. We should do like a, a drama llama of the week award. And just give them a shout out and send them like a, a tweet. Like, congratulations. <laughs> like the Dundies, but the Drama Llama Award. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's do it. We got to design it and everything. Just like a, <laughs> a trophy with a llama on the top dunking the basketball. That's all you need. That is all you need. All right. Can't wait. So kind of jumping right into it then. Um, trying to talk more about teams we haven't talked about in the past. And today we're going to talk about the Suns, Timberwolves, and a little bit of the Knicks. The reasons we think these are the bottom of the barrel just because, I mean, the Suns. <laughs> I mean, it's evident. It. <laughs> yeah, you, you picked up Ricky Rubio. Congrats. I do have a uh, interesting take about the Suns. I think that um, Devin Booker will no longer be kind of like the shining star of the Suns. I think it's going to switch towards DeAndre Ayton. And that's... It. This season? You think that's I think it's going to happen this season. I'll, eat, I'll go even further and say that Devin Booker will be traded this season. So... Wow. Yep. That's, a, that's a hot take. I mean, not necessarily considering that Devin Booker, yeah, he's played great, um, but his team literally won 35 games. Where do you think he'll go? Um, Timberwolves. That would be that would be fun. I'd watch that. With Cat. That would be good. I think it would be good. But then you're kind of in the similar situation, like you have kind of Andrew Wiggins and Devin Booker, both who are supposed to be fantastic, and now they're on the same team. Ah. I mean, Jimmy Butler and uh, Wiggins were on the same Ooh, team, and Derrick Rose, true. so it's like maybe you get rid of, yeah, get rid of Andrew that's Wiggins. That him. is a good point. Um, I think the glue, quote-unquote glue player of this team is definitely going to be Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Are you just upset because he left? I, listen, or why, why are you upset? I'm not upset. Let's, let's, let's um, develop. Okay, okay. Therapist, let me, let me take a seat on my couch real quick. 
Do you, do you have your yeah, let me grab, yeah, grab paper. your paper and notepad so you can do connect the dots while I tell you my, my okay. thoughts. Yes, go ahead. I'm ready. I'll have my pipe mm, and everything. Interesting. I'm actually allergic to smoke, so I'd rather you not smoke. It's bubbles. Oh, bubbles. Perfect. Uh, there was a reason you were recommended to me. Um, why I like Frank Kaminsky. The truth is I don't. Well, I don't know what to tell you then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not upset that he left. He was terrible for the Hornets. Um, I wish he would have taken his friend Nicholas Batum with him. Um, if there's if there's any player that you want me to have therapy about, it's about him. But I also think he would, he could be traded for Devin Booker. I could see that happening. That'd be interesting. A couple of first round picks. Um, the Hornets would obviously have to tank, and then it would be a super young team. But it would be a step in the right direction. And Ricky Rubio, I like Ricky. Yeah. Well, that'll be $100. Thanks for visiting. Um. <laughs> Thanks for visiting the traveling <laughs> therapist. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are like, there's a point where the players can only do so much and then the front office has to step in and kind of just evaluate themselves. And I think that's kind of where the sons are. Yeah. It's, who's the, uh, who's the front office? It's James Jones. But he used to play with LeBron on the Cavs and stuff like that. So I mean, typically, I mean, he's always been known to have a kind of a solid head on his shoulder. But um, another player on this team, Kelly Oubre Jr., he was traded from the Wizards to the Suns. He's kind of a, a polarizing player. Um, he's fun to watch, though. And then Dario Saric, uh, Tyler Johnson, who was on the, the Heat for a while, Michael Bridges, Aaron Baines, who was on the Celtics. And he was, he was very, very good. Chiek Diallo, who was on the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. And then, yeah. like And then, just like we said, like Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. It's kind of the, they're kind of the West Coast equivalent of the Hornets. So, yeah. if, you, if you think about it, I mean, like, just a bunch of no-name players, the star player, star senior player being... What? No-name players? Like, other than, like, two or three. Okay. Other, you gotta I'm, hear me out. You gotta okay, hear me out. Sorry, go ahead bunch of somewhat no-name players um a, a mismatch of players just hodgepodge all thrown together i agree with players. that yes and that's what maybe that's what i should have said not no-name players okay. a hodgepodge of players just all thrown together and then you have the one quote-unquote veteran who's played a little longer who's going to be the star of the team this being scary terry and then ricky rubio Okay. And then you have the younger players with Devin Booker and DeAndre Eaton, and then Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. I definitely think there are definitely more "quote unquote" bigger names on the Suns, but I know you already said that no names was rather was not the right term. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, sorry. when you when you have like when you're looking on on paper, Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, DeAndre Eaton. Okay, that's cool. I can get behind that team. Unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately, we will get to watch them progress, go through the growing pains. And maybe, I mean, who knows? Like you said, maybe big trade coming out, so we'll see. Yeah, I think if any team needs to trade, it would be the Suns, for sure. Every other kind of Western Conference team besides maybe the Timberwolves and kind of the like like we've been talking about, the bottom of the barrel, quote-unquote, I think they're pretty much set in their roster. Because if you think about it, like who else in the Western Conference doesn't have like a bunch of star players? Pelicans, kind of. Okay, yeah, I could see that. But other than that, I, I don't know if I would give you the Pelicans, but I understand what you mean. Thinking like one or two big, big name players, all-stars. Yeah, but I, I, I genuinely can't think of any team that doesn't have like one or two solid, like a dynamic duo or a, like a big core. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, Which kind of brings us into the next one, because I mean, the Timberwolves also don't really have like a dynamic duo or... 
strong core right in the west yeah what what are your initial thoughts about the timberwolves i mean it's tough it's it's tough being in the west because someone's got someone's got to be last i mean the suns and the timberwolves are are, are, it sucks for their fans but it's going to be them for at least a couple seasons while everyone else is is doing great so i mean if they can find a way to rebuild maybe trade do a bunch of other stuff like they're definitely both in a rebuilding phase and i know the timberwolves were kind of hoping for a little more within the past couple years when they had all those all like big name players with Derek rose jimmy butler and it just what wasn't able to work out like sucks but they're gonna have to just find another way to do it i mean it sounds like carl anthony towns would be great to stick around for the timberwolves if it just seems like they're wasting his years you know what i mean yeah so like you gotta find someone to to pair perfectly with him because you're, you're wasting his years and like it i don't see him leaving i see him probably sticking around and staying loyal but it makes it tough it sure does i'm gonna list some of these kind of bigger names uh, on the timberwolves team like you said carl anthony towns andrew wiggins Jarrett culver he was their rookie uh, that's who they picked on draft day jake layman from the trailblazers jordan bell from the warriors jeff teague who's been their point guard for a while robert covington um, or I think last year he was on the 76ers and then other names like Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, people like that. I mean, if Andrew Wiggins was in his prime and he played like he wanted to play, I think that would be a great matchup for, with Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe Jarrett Culver could be that. Yeah. Only time will tell. But I'm excited to see. I think, I believe you picked up Carl Anthony Towns in fantasy basketball. Yeah. So he was actually number two on my list. I wanted him very, very badly because, I mean, he's the only threat on that team, <laughs> to be honest. It's true. He's a great player. If you want some tips for uh, fantasy basketball, you should check out Gabe's blog post. Um, <laughs> you can look for that on the Scorecrow. Ooh, plug. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Got to help my brother out. Yeah, I, I should not have shared that with you. Because you stole all my picks. <laughs> yep, you shouldn't have. I read it twice today. Um, we did draft day today. So I, I read it twice just to prepare. Once in the morning and then 10 minutes before the draft. God, ridiculous. <sighs> Sweet. So like you said, I think Timberwolves will be at the bottom of the barrel with the Phoenix Suns. And then the Knicks. I mean, we've kind of touched on them a little bit today. Just they're, they're tough because right now they're not going to be the best team in New York. So... I mean, if they can bring that old school toughness like uh, Marcus Morris wants to bring, I mean, it'd be great, but they're just going to have to be really physical and understand that that old school toughness won't fit in today's league. So like we've talked about before, the refs, the officials are a little more... uh, Player protective. (laughs) Yeah, they'll call things a little more than they would before. So they're not going to allow fights as much as they would. And you're going to get fined and you're going to get kicked out of games. So... Just for clarification, I don't think the NBA refs ever allowed fights. That would definitely add a different layer to the game. I think that would be a little bit more interesting. Kind of like hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then you could put Just cages on the sides. Um, I don't know. And then a briefcase of money hanging from a chain. <laughs> and a ladder. And tigers. Yeah. WWE, NHL, NBA. Yeah. All combined into one. Yeah. And yeah, I think perfect. That's how like MMA started is just a bunch of sports combined into one. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that is Let's, exactly how it started. could just start our own sport. We, we could, and we should. Write this down. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so I'll give you some of these names on this next roster. R.J. Barrett, 
Uh, he was teammates with Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish on Duke, and he he's now the kind of the heir to the throne of the Knicks basketball regime. Along with him, he has Marcus Morris Sr., like you already said, Julius Randle, uh, probably their, their best offseason pickup, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Alfred Payton, Bobby Portis, and Taj Gibson. So do you, do you um, hearing those names of the players, do you hear a common trend? I don't know any of them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a lot of forwards on that list. Right, yeah. And center. I mean, uh, Mitchell Robinson, center. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson so. is the single center that I named off that list. Everyone else was either a small forward or a power forward. But if you think about it, I mean, the under the baskets, where you're going to get most of your points for free agency, I mean, for uh, NBA fantasy. So I mean, that's true, but they're maybe not they playing NBA fantasy. <laughs> I always wonder that if they, they pick themselves in fantasy basketball. I think that's a conflict of interest, though, right? I don't know. I mean, why not? I guess they would only You got to be your own fan. That's true. That's true, especially for this next roster. <laughs> I think, I mean, a lot of those players have played for a couple years now, but and I, I think R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson will pair well, pair well together. Um, they're both pretty new, uh, R.J. Barrett being his first year, Mitchell Robinson going on his um, second year with, mm-hmm. in the league. So, I mean, I, I think they'll, they'll pair pretty well, and they can become a dynamic duo together there. I can see them sticking around together. But, I mean, everyone else is kind of one-year deal there, so they'll have to do pretty well to want to keep more people there oh yeah first like sure. julius randall and marcus moore senior so out of those three teams who do you think will have the most wins this season i'm gonna say knicks just because they're in the east it's a good call yep i i would have to agree with that that's a that's a great point that they're in the east okay so i'd like out of the suns and the timberwolves who would you say i'm gonna say suns Dude, I was thinking Timberwolves. Um, I think I'm holding on to a sliver of hope that Andrew Wiggins will uh, kind of right the ship and decide that, oh, yeah, I should probably, I don't know, play basketball. Play like I'm paid. Yeah, exactly, because he has a max contract. Just giving these guys everything. What is, what's going on? <laughs> um, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think the Timberwolves. I think the Suns have a little bit more growing up to do with the current roster that they have. And at least the Timberwolves have been playing together for a little bit. You know, this is, like you said, the the Suns were kind of a hodgepodge team. We'll see. Well, we'll I bet you ten dollars the Suns will do better. You will not pay up at all. I believe it's you who will not pay up, sir. I believe it's you who. You know, I'm not gonna. Inter- can, I'm not gonna entertain go, you with this. Go back to our previous podcasts. You owe me ten dollars. We oh. never bet anything, though. You want to tussle? My bank. Want a scuffle? <laughs> want a scuffle? Oh man. Uh, Pay per view fight. Nick, <laughs> Professor Mockernut. Mock versus Gabe the Babe Botero. We'll take Babe. Gabe the Babe. They're $10 each. $10 each. As you can each. tell, I really just need $10. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the $10. Just him. We'll sell one ticket and he'll be fine. I'm just trying to buy a really nice Chick-fil-A meal. So. <laughs> well, you're going to need like 30 bucks for that. No, spicy deluxe. Yeah, but then you want a large drink and a large fry. Did you know you can ask for extra crispy fries from Chick-fil-A? And you can ask for your sandwich well done. What? I didn't know about the sandwich. Yeah. That's a game changer. I knew about the fries. Man. All right, let me know next time you go. Okay, I'll call you back. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right, Nick, take us home. All right, fun fact. So since we're talking about Steven Adams, good old Steven Adams with the mustache. He is... (laughs) What? uh, I don't know. I just really want a mustache like Steven Adams. We'll grow it out. I'm trying to. How long have you been growing it out for? 
This is three years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen Adams. So he is the youngest of 18 children. Uh, the boys in his family have an average height of six feet nine inches, and the girls in his family have an average of six feet. One of his sisters they have in a, six feet. What? Yeah, six feet. It's crazy. On average. On average, means- <laughs> though. So that means there's more. The feet in that family. Um, but one of his sisters is actually an Olympic gold medalist in shot put. What? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Crazy. And he is from New Zealand. Dang. Do you think she um, rubs that in his face that she has a gold medal and he doesn't? Maybe if he participated in like the Olympics or something. I don't know. I, too, wish I had a mustache like Stephen Adams. But it also makes sense that you said he's the baby of the family. He's the youngest of 18 children. And I see that looking at his Instagram feed and how he entertains the media. And that he plays Fortnite still. So Yep. Got a post every time he gets a um, gets that dub, that yeah. victory royale. He hasn't posted in a while, so. <laughs> he realized Fortnite's outdated. Or maybe he hasn't won. Ooh. Dang. Just like the Thunder. Anyway, uh, well, that's the show. Nick, go ahead and close us out. Do something. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Be sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And be on the lookout for any dope content that we're going to release soon. See ya. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. No more drama, Mr. Llama.